When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Good morning, traders and investors. Welcome back to Pre-Market Prep. Who's ready for another trading day? Let's go ahead and dive into today's topics. We're, of course, going to get into NVIDIA and all that happened overnight, getting swung down there on some chip news. We'll talk about it. Five below coming in here with their earnings. We got C3 AI, Hormel Foods, Campbell Soup, uh, Nutanex, um, we also got, of course, we'll talk about Ali Bargain Outlet. Um, we also are seeing now another closed down lockup in China. We'll get a mention on that lockdown and we'll take a look. I have a little bit of extra. I wanted to hear what the guys thought about Kramer's call on CVS. And we'll dive into it. Of course, we got our guest today, Mark Chaikin, founder of Chaikin Analytics. Let's dive in pre-market prep. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right, let's start this off. Let's bring on Joel Alconan, and Dennis should be joining us in a second. And there he is. What's up? What's good up? Good morning, good morning, good morning. And uh, yeah. we're going to try and make it a good morning here. Uh, we're down 12 handles at 44.50. Uh, crude's in the tank, uh, down a buck 12, 88.43. Gold moving in on 1700, down 14.20 at 1712.10. Silver, that's down 33 cents at 17.55. Bitcoin under 20k down at a buck 40 at 19 19 and a quarter. And Ethereum basically flat here at 15.60. So uh triple D, I mean, I try to come in here, you know, we try and point out some positives and negatives, and yeah. we're down. And the both reaction we had on the pre-pre-market show was wow. What a rally. <laughs> yeah, it is. It feels like a really strong rally here this morning. Overnight, we were really smacked around. We're coming back. They are buying the dip. Maybe not on NVIDIA, which is your catalyst here this morning. A little bit. But they're trying to find stocks to buy here this morning. It feels like a sneaky rally. So I wouldn't be surprised we go green. 
So, you know, you can't get we're going to come in rah, rah, bear, bear. But a lot of stocks are sneaking to the green here. The banks have went green. We've got Meta and Google. Both have now went green here this morning. Um, you've got you've got pockets of green popping up. When I came in an hour and a half ago, there was nothing green. It was all red. So now you're getting pockets of green. And the rotation, obviously, with S&P is fairly strong. They've got to buy something. When you see, you know, the chip wreck that we have going on and the chips are down significantly. And don't kid yourself, there was some carnage here this morning. <laughs> but it's a lot better than it was two hours ago. Mitch, give us that chip news. Give us the chip news. All right. Uh, well, let's go right into it. Let's get in. And now and the question might uh, start to ask is, did the U.S. cause and start a chip war? NVIDIA being told by the U.S. government to stop selling chips to China and Russia. NVIDIA says on August 26th, U.S. government informed that they've imposed new license requirement effective immediately. NVIDIA says new license requirement for any future export to China, including Hong Kong, Russia, um, for their A100 and forthcoming H100 integrated circuits. They also said that this will impact its ability to compete for its development of the H100 in a timely manner or support existing customers of A100. Uh, it expects to lose $400 million in potential sales in China in the current quarter. Um, lots of thoughts here. Obviously, they took no prisoners on this last night. They knocked NVIDIA right down to its 52-week low. I think we bounced right there, Joel. Just Close. 19 cents. 19, 19 cents away from it. So yeah. it bounced where you think it should bounce, and it did. I mean, these technicals can work when you just keep a basic support. That's the 52-week low. That's where it bounced last night. It's $4 off the lows. That's the good news. The bad news is it's still in a clear downtrend. The bad news is, you know, it sounds like, I don't know, this these tensions between the U.S. and China. Mitch, me and you have been talking about this for the better part of a month. I mean, these tensions continue to escalate here. Yeah, this and is not, this is help not good news for equity markets um, no. in, if we're going to continue to have these tensions with China. We are very dependent on cheap China goods. And, you know, even to see the point last night, you know, markets started tanking. NVIDIA had the news. Markets started tanking. The market really got hit hard when that ship got temporarily stuck in the Suez Canal. You saw the S&P futures when that news broke. The S&P futures dipped again. Then they got the ship. You know, it was like 20 minutes. It was only stuck and they got it unstuck. But you can see how, you know, oh, my goodness, the supply chain. You can see how much the market is nervous about the supply chain. I still think like there's going to be repercussions coming from China. I think it's slowly starting to show up, and I think it's going to show up in the supply chain here. So I'm scared, man. I'm, this is I'm a push. Still... This was a push, I think, by the U.S. government stepping on up, telling a company that they need either licensing or that to stop selling chips in China and Russia. This is not what you want to be hearing if you think that uh, the China and U.S. tensions are going to go down. This oh, increases those tensions. Yeah. And now, if anything, I feel like this is something that China is going to be viewing as more like a t an attack, an attack on their government, an attack on their right. economy. They, they're the ones that, you know, produce all this kind of tech chips. And I, I think, you know, now watch out because I think China has to kind of combat it's going to keep happening. It's going. There's tension. The political tensions here are huge, and it the the, the effects here that it's going to have on this global economy are significant. So I mean, we're just so spoiled for so many years. So spoiled, you know, cheap goods. We can get what we want when we want it. 
I mean, we're getting a taste for what it's like to not be able to get what you want when you want it. But I think it gets a hell of a lot worse, especially if these uh, tensions between China and the U.S. continue to escalate. So that's why it's hard for me to just build this bull thesis and go rah-rah in. I buy in a few stocks in the dips. You know, I'm playing a little bit. And obviously trading. The trading's been very good. You'll see my numbers. I'll post them later today. It was an excellent trading month. Um, but it's hard to just get rah-rah bullish. And I think, you know, people are like, what can I buy? What can I buy? What can I buy? I think you got to use the rallies to be like, what can I sell? What can I sell? What can I sell? So I'm not so much, you know, I'm, I don't mind buying some dips from some trades and stuff. But when you look at your long-term investment right now, you know, even to my Intel purchase, and you know, my followers are really good at giving me heat when I'm wrong. Um, oh, so they're so good. Wrong. Oh, they're so good. They love it when I lose money. Oh, I mean, they that's do. That's what they want. Do you know, I mean, do you think they're, they're at like the algos, like right, their algorithm, and they write down, oh, Dennis said he bought this, and they put it in a spreadsheet, and then yeah, they have like, that. they have. I, I think there's some three, people that do, do, that do. There is. And I, and they know who they are the, in the chat. If I, know I post they five They mention every losing trade we've ever had. Because if I if it's I great. posted I five it. trades, Joel, if I posted five trades and I won on four of them, four. they would be silent on the four and they will point out the one that you're losing on yeah, 100% oh yeah. of the time. That's the way it does. You know, there's people out there that little – because I'm very opinionated. So some people like that and some people dislike that. So there's no in-between. When you're opinionated, I say something negative about somebody's stock, they're pissed off. I say something positive about the stock, they're feeling good about me. You know, what I say about your stock is how you feel about me. You know, it's the same thing for you, Joe. (laughs) Same for anybody talking in the media. I mean, you know, obviously we're small scale compared to, you know, like a Jim Cramer or something like that. But, you know, the hate he must get Jim Cramer because, you know, he's a hundred times the size of us, you know, a thousand times. Well, don't worry. I got some I got some picks for him at the end of the show. We can. He takes it it. in stride, though. He's (laughs) so good at it. I mean, he's so good at taking the heat. Like I'm well, impressed by how much heat he can take. Like I, you know, and Joel, you do too. Like you I know, we try to ignore most of better, it. Sometimes something rubs you wrong. But I mean, he's good at taking it. <laughs> See, it sounds like it is. DDD um, is whining now. People like I, to just. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be looking for the, a bounce back rally here. Um, I feel like the market has sold off fast enough. Um, at least my levels are starting to call for a bounce. So. I'll go on the bold and also here on a, a real kind of bearish tape in the pre-market coming into this and now starting to see the bounce. I'm, I'm with some bounce today. So I'm going to be looking for stocks that have been beaten down the hardest in the last week to get some bounce back. So, All right, let's keep going. Um, well, we got a couple of minutes here that we can go into uh, an earning stock. Uh, let's go into five below. Let's take a look here. EPS at 74 cents, missing the 79 cent estimate. Sales at 668.9 million, missing the 682.74 million estimate. They did uh, bring down their guidance. Q3 EPS now eight cents on the low end, 19 cents on the high end versus the 29 cent estimate. Also brought down their estimated sales from 600 million on the low end to 619 million on the high end versus a 636.46 million estimate. So definitely a lowering guidance here and five below. None of that sounds good. (laughs) Yet the stock trades up $4. This is a funny market. And I mean, it was not even like it was selling off that much into it. So I don't know. I, 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 what would it do after hours here, Joel? It, it, like it, uh, well, it's down the dump, to one. 
the dump, it, the, the Algos news algo always loses, it seems like. So they follow the, the initial numbers and they punish that thing. I don't know how that person's still in business running that thing, but I guess it's multiple people. But wow, I, we, I, I don't get it. I don't get why it's trading up on it, but this market doesn't make sense sometimes. Wow, 120. Uh, what, they washed it out to 120, then they brought it back second. all the way. Yeah. All the way back, right you know, back. because they looked at the numbers, you know. Um, but we just we talked about this and I at the close show. I mean, that 135 just kind of sticking out to you. That was the high from last week before it got hit. So I think that's the big area, also into a gap area. Uh, I'd be cautious on this one. Make sure you get back out to that pre-market high. And the reason I'd be cautious on this one is uh, you know who uh kind of had some funky action earlier in the week? Look at Best Buy. Oh boy, that was Look such that. a gift! Look such a gift. So, I don't know how they're treating these retailers. I don't know about this five below. I just, I'd be if I was long this thing, I'd be praying for 135. And if it doesn't take that out, I think you got some room on the downside. It's yeah, a tough market. It's a, it, this is a bear a market. Tough. This is what a bear market is where you got a good report, company rallies for a day or so, and then they just pull the rug out from under it, anyways. I mean, this is what bear markets are all about. So, the easier side is the short side. I know everybody hates the shorts, and you know, there's a portion of Twitter, you know, a portion of Wall Street bets, and that believes shorting is just evil and we have to punish the shorts. Uh, unfortunately, for all those people out there, the shorts are having a fantastic year. So I know you've squeezed, we've been squeezed a couple of times here, but the shorts are winning, folks. The shorts are winning. And it's been a good market to be short in. I mean, every time it seems like you rally, I've been saying in 2022, selling the rip or shorting the rip has worked better than buy the dip in 2020. But people don't realize it and they don't do it. And in Robinhood, I guess they can't even do it. You know, that's why they create these inverse ETFs because there's certain brokerages don't even allow shorting. But what shorting really does is it keeps the market even efficient and the lack of shorting is what causes these bubbles you know it's not you know rah rah bull bull it's not nobody get a borrow and nobody can short the thing or nobody has the guts to short the thing that causes these bubbles that you know people chase and lose a lot of money on shorts or do a lot more to help wall street than hurt wall street that's the honest truth well it looks like we got at least yesterday on at the close i mentioned i was looking for an overnight catalyst to take us down to see that rebound i think we got it with the nvidia news so let's see what happens today let's see what our guest thinks let's go ahead and let's get into our guest today of course none other than mark chaikin founder of chaikin analytics welcome back on mark what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket. Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good to be with you. Definitely good. Uh, and uh, are you like us? And we're, we're seeing a little bit of a rally here in the pre-market. Do you feel that we could get a turnaround today? Uh, turnaround's a pretty extreme. We could get a bounce into the okay. holiday, you know, be, beginning of the new month. But, Labor Day rally? Yeah. The problem is historically, September's been a bad month. And particularly when the market is down going into September for the year. There's a big difference in September performance, depending on whether you're up or down, and uh, it, it's not good. So uh, any rallies should be sold, I believe, for traders and investors. Uh, pick your spots. It's just a tough market. I mean, when you see stocks like we were just talking Best Buy and they report and they buy it up for you know one day, stock rallies up high, like squeezes everybody, and then two days later, just pull the rug out from under it anyways. Um, yeah. It's just a tough market for the bulls. It's, uh, you know, follow the shorts. You got a big short position in five below, big short position in Best Buy. So um, shorts will cover, the algos pick up the short covering and they jump ahead of them. It's, that's part of the market dynamic these days. And it has been for the last couple of years. So I think I think it's been a di- I mean it's always been trying to get a hold of you know get ahead of the paper right even even long before the long before they were uh, uh, algos out there right identify it's a little bit harder now to identify the size in the markets with uh, the decibels and the multi decibels but uh, I, I know it was almost a week ago uh, but man have you ever seen you know one eight minute speech take so much market cap out of the market and uh, mm-hmm. my question to you is he boy he just seems to overdo it on both sides he you know was way too dovish for too long right and uh we're paying the consequences. Is uh, is he going to be way too hawkish uh, for too long and, you know, send us in the other direction? Well, I think what happened in Jackson Hole was exactly what the Fed needed to happen. You were starting to see frothy action in Bitcoin, in stocks, and that's the last thing they want. They're trying to dampen, um, you know, animal spirits so that they have a better shot at controlling inflation, which they're not going to be able to do, obviously, with interest rate hikes. They're more likely to do it by contracting the money supply or uh, selling off their uh, portfolio. But the point being, there was wishful thinking going on, fueled by algos. Because if you look at what stocks went up from the June low, it was everything that had been beaten down. And that's not a sustainable rally. And so when he poured cold water on people's hopes, that was it. I mean, but there was no surprise in that statement. It was already telegraphed. And you look at Neil Kashkari and he's sort of the stalking horse now for the Fed. So listen to what he's saying leading up. because and, and that should not have been a surprise, but it was really just animal spirits and algos. 
Well, we're still here. Dennis, did you lose us for a little bit? Oh, I lost you guys. Sorry. Oh. No worries. It's all good. Yeah. Um, let, let's dive into here now. Of course, uh, a lot of investors are seeing the stock market come down. And the question is, is there any safety out there? Is there a rotation that you're seeing that we should be watching, Mark? Well, you're starting to actually see some of the defensive stocks come under attack. Um, a brokerage firm downgraded one of my favorite stocks, uh, Molson Coors, TAP, uh, double downgrade from buy to underperform. And so uh, there may not be any safe havens other than the electric utilities uh, in this um, rotational bear market. You know, I call this a, a rolling bear market have been saying that since February. But here's a you know very fine company, typical defensive play, safe haven for money. People are going to be drinking beer. It's not, not, not going away. Demand's not going away, but uh, something's going wrong and maybe ha has to do with costs and, and shortages. And uh, I'm not sure there are safe havens. To me right now with uh, two-year treasuries yielding what they are, I think that's your safe haven. And that's also pulling money out of the stock market. You're getting a really nice yield relative to stock yields, and that's reversing the pattern that we saw for the last eight years where equity yields were very competitive, and now they're not. And so if I'm looking for a safe haven, I'm going to put my money in two-year treasuries. They're pretty bulletproof at this point. What about no, the utilities? Uh, just yeah, exactly keep on going. I mean, that's uh, we had Jay Woods on the other day, and he talked about you know the wrong kind of leadership. And holy mackerel! I mean, the uh, market's taking just a defensive mode here. In uh, you know, even in the light of uh, you know higher interest rates. I mean, any how long can this trend continue, uh, Mark? Looking at uh, looking at the utilities. Well, you've just had a mean reversion pullback in the utilities. So um, they're certainly not at the top of the page right now. They pull back to support, uh, whether you look at the XLU or you look at something like DTE, which um, you know has been a typical uh, Detroit Edison, typical utility. Uh, power gauge ratings on these have been bullish since mid-February. Good dividends. And, you know, except for that June swoon, you had really good demand for these stocks, but I'm, I'm just not a big fan of utilities except as a parking place. And certainly when they get overextended, you want to um, either pull money out of them or stop buying them. Now, one area that we've seen definitely get hit on the downside has been the tech names. Do you feel that eventually these are areas that we can start looking for or should we watch out for those lows and then look after that, that we can start catching into these. I think you, you watch out for the lows. If this market's going to go test the 3,600 area, if we've got 3,200 in the cards, which is, I think, a worst-case scenario. Well, there's a bigger worst-case scenario. But, you know, that, that's always been my base case. $200 in earnings, Roughly 210 for the S&P, which assumes a very mild uh, business correction and a 15 multiple or 14.6 average multiple. And you get 3,200 roughly. And that's those are the calculations that Goldman Sachs is using. And they've been pretty good in terms of shaping the possibilities. So whether it's a test of 3,600 or 
ultimately 3,200 in October, tech is going to lead you down. The apples of the world have got to give it up. They're not going to stay at these exalted levels with the market doing what it's doing. That's going to be the you know the the sort of lead um, lead horses, if you will. So I, I'd lay off on tech. I don't think there's an urgency to jump in. All right. Now, of course, uh, we have been seeing kind of the natural gas and oil markets kind of making its way back. How do you feel about these? Do you do you like oil? Do you like natural gas? I like buying the dip. Uh, the bearish case in oil is that you're getting a worldwide recession and demand's going to dry up. China's, you know, in lockdown mode occasionally because of zero COVID policies. And uh, I'm a big believer that oil is in a long-term bull market and you've got to buy the dips. So the, um, I still love EQT, Southwest, SWN in the um, natural gas space. And look at Oxy. You know, three of these stocks made new all-time highs this week. Oxy uh, to me is weathering all the, okay, take profits, it's overextended. Buffett's not going to buy 100% of the company. In my gut, I think Buffett is going to buy 100% of the company. I think so, too. I mean, we've said this before. So you get that pullback. You know how we had the Fed put all the time on Oxy? I feel like you got the Buffett Buffett. put here. Oh, that's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant, Dennis. That's exactly the I'm a buyer. If I was buying oil stocks, it'd be Oxy. That's the one. Because you know what's going to happen. He he got to go to fifty now. He's at twenty, and he you know upped it to go to fifty. That's when we had the big pop. But he hasn't bought any of it yet, so he's been waiting for a pullback. We just had a pullback, so you know you're going to see a filing here one of these nights that's going to pop up. Buffett bought more, and then it's going to oh Buffett bought more. I mean this Ooh. market is is you know very short sighted and misses the easy money. I mean you think on a pullback here, I think it gets down in the mid sixties. Buffett's probably buying more stock. Well, it shouldn't get much below 66 where you had that double top in the breakout. Buffett could be used in shaking analytics. So yeah, we got to watch. He could sh- be. Shaking money. Is he a customer? Never. <laughs> Sneaky customer, you can't tell us. <laughs> what, what we did do, we, when I first created Shaking Money Flow and our first, uh, the BOMAR system, in the late 80s, we saw this huge accumulation in Shaking Money Flow in Coca Cola. And it was because of a one-year accumulation by Buffett where he you know, gained, I don't know what it was, 20% of the company. So uh, you can see the tracks of the big money. Um, st- well, I call them stealth buy- buyers in stocks like Oxy, Coca-Cola back in the 80s, Burlington Northern when he was buying it, accumulating it. So I, I'm a big fan of the energy stocks. And w- what's interesting is Wall Street is doing what they always do. They're cutting back their price targets, but maintaining their ratings. So there were two firms that cut back their price targets on Oxy from 79 to 75. This is sort of the little game that Wall Street plays. And I think uh, Benzinga does a good job of detailing these changes and so forth for people who want to find them intraday. But it's just noise. It's noise when you have a big buyer in there. 
Yeah, same. Uh, uh, same with like the, the options markets. You know, you never, you never know what's going on. Like opening trade or closing trade. You don't right. know. You don't know what they're doing with this. You know, if someone buys a bunch of puts, maybe they just bought a boatload of stock, right? And exactly. they're, they're going out. They're going out for a head. So, uh, just looking at the big boys here. Uh, you know, the the top components. I look at the Apple, Microsoft, Google, Amazon, Tesla. I mean, right there. Is almost you know twenty percent of the index. Um, is there anyone? I mean, Apple has been holding up pretty well as far as not pulling back. Uh, of those big ones, do you do you have a do you have a favorite, or you just kind of feel like they're they're coming after the big guns and uh, we're going to test the lows? Well, from a fundamental point of view, and from the point of view of our power gauge rating, Apple is the cream of the crop. But that just had a ten percent pullback, so. It's not like these stocks are immune. I, I think some of the others, uh, like Google and Amazon, are not um, places I'd put my money right now. Um, Amazon has had a bearish rating in our model. It still does. And when you look at the difference between an Apple, which got up near its 52-week high, and, Very close, yep. and Amazon, which uh, had a 52-week high above 180 and couldn't get above 140, that tells you the whole story. Uh, it just It's a stock to avoid, in my view. And Alphabet couldn't even get above our long-term trend line. It's a neutral rating, but... Uh, that our long-term sort of it's sort of a triple smooth 200 day average exponential average if you can't get above that and it's if you go back to june it couldn't get above that level in june couldn't get above that level in march and now uh, down 30 percent from there it still can't get above that level so uh it, the risk in amazon is it breaks that uh, quadruple bottom down at the one 105 level and, and goes into the 90s if the market gets slammed. We'll see if the market gets slammed. Like always, I appreciate you coming on today. Mark Chaikin, founder of Chaikin Analytics, and I'll throw it to the chat. Definitely check out Chaikin Analytics if you haven't done so before. Appreciate you coming on, Mark. Uh, but, and by the way, last time we were looking at 4,300 as a spot where the market might get to and then run into resistance right at the 200-day average. This market is playing out according to form, and yeah. I'm looking for a low in September or October. Minimum test of the 3,600 level, get a catalyst It could go to 3,200. All right. We'll watch out for that. Appreciate you coming on today, Mark. My pleasure, guys. Thanks, Enjoy Mark. Enjoy the holiday Thanks, weekend. All right. We're, that little rally uh, is turned into a little decline here. Uh, did get up into the 39.40 handle. Got a little back, a little bit over halfway and uh, starting to leak again here. Uh, just uh, real quick, we, we did talk about the um, NVIDIA real quick. And uh, just folks, uh, just be aware what the low of the move is. Uh, 140.55. You got the 140.69. That was on that 4 a.m. open. So, you know, yeah, I think you're finding buyers here on little dips. I did not look on the chart on AMD. Uh, that despite uh, pre-market low, I'm not sure if that was a real print at 81.21. Uh, but not much in here as far as like 80 is a psychological level. Uh, but the next daily level you have, it's 80.94. That was your July 18th low. 
All right, Lots of other go. chips getting hit here too, so just keep that in mind if you're trading the chips. There's like Marvel is down. Marvel becomes interesting here, Joel. I sold it up at 53 or 50. I was wondering about that. Yeah, it gets back down. I bought that low 4107 on that July 5th. I think I was like 4180 or something. I got very close to the low, and it was a perfect, you know, trade. You know, I took a good chunk of it out. I don't know. It gets back to 41. Do you take another shot? Or do you like uh, get back I mean, down there again? You're good with you're out. good with like in and out and rebuying those things. So um, right now it doesn't feel like it's getting back down to forty one, right? Uh, down to buck twelve, forty. Oh, the other thing I just wanted to alert um, our traders and investors to, and and I looked at this. Uh, we've had. Uh, at least we've had four four-day losing streaks since June, and we've had one five-day losing streak, and that was when we made the June low. Of course, that was on expiration. So, uh, you know, we could talk about different indicators, but here we are. We are on a five-day losing streak heading into a holiday weekend. So, five could turn into six, and six to turn into seven. But uh, just going back with the market action uh, since uh, since June, that's uh, that's what it, we've we, been. We kind of they kind of front ran, you know. They kind of you know set, they were they were ahead of you know the, the September sell off here. Like it's yeah. hard to just come in here and say, "Oh, September is historically bad, so you want to be out of stocks." I mean, they just hammered them for two weeks in August, and then everybody just front ran that. So I'm like, I'm more inclined to like be looking at the dip to buy as a trader, trader hat, not investor hat. But just looking here, you're getting to some support levels, some key support levels. Uh, somebody in the chat just pointed out Shopify. We talked about oh, this the 30. other day. Oh, it's yeah. trying to hold 30. I mean, support is support until it's broken. I have no problem with the trader buying off support and, you know, going for the bounce. It's worked one, two, three. It's worked, you know, half a dozen times already. Could work seven times. It could happen. So you do see some stocks coming into support. So there is, you know, a lot of people too, you know, all coming on CNBC now and say, oh boy, September, we're in trouble here now. I mean, they're so wrong all the time that it's, you know, you just write the algorithm, just do opposite of what they say on CNBC and you probably make a lot of money. So, I mean, they're now they're all getting bearish here because we've went down for two weeks and all they do is chase price. They haven't taken the Momo hats off and know that we're in a contrarian market. I'm more inclined to just see, you know, maybe for trading, you know, what is that support? If stocks are coming back to those major support what levels, you could try them for a bounce. A Shopify 30 is huge. <sighs> but there's a lot of them that look like that now here. Yeah. I mean, Square is 60. That's a ways away. NVIDIA, you won 41 last night. You could take a shot at 140. Might get there again. Take a shot. Takes it out. Get out. So it's not, there's no problems taking shots. Well, Kathy, hold. Yeah, we were. I was just going to mention that it's important uh, level there. She's got five. That's that's a Kathy. That's a Kathy f f formation right there, mm -hmm. and it's right. It's coming in right under the forty-two. So let's let's keep an eye on that one. Yes, uh, it made a higher low yesterday. That's interesting. Forty-one eighteen versus forty-one forty-nine. I'm not sure that's going to be the case today. And if you don't think daily levels work, look where Kathy got to around uh, six a.m. Uh, low of the move, 41.18, got to 41.15 this morning. So that's good enough to make that a three-star. Um, after that, I mean, you got to give yourself at least a under 40 there. That's where you have a pair of lows. Yeah, when Kathy adds the stocks, it's always getting dangerous. We don't even yeah. talk about it anymore, right? <laughs> well, she added NVIDIA, and look what NVIDIA did I think after I that. I subscribed to her <laughs> newsletter. She, Mark Shaken called it's it perfectly. It's scary. <laughs>
Mark Chicken called this perfectly like a year and a half yeah. ago. She's irrelevant. She's become irrelevant. Yep. So that's the worst thing. It's one thing when you're just, you know, but you don't even talk about her anymore. Yeah, She's become irrelevant. I, yeah, I just look at it just to look at s- some growth stocks together. Uh, let's go to C3 AI. Q1 EPS coming in here at a loss of 12 cents, beating the loss of 24 cents. Sales at 65.3 million, <laughs> missing the 66.02 million estimate. They see Q3 sales at 60 million on the low end, 62 million on the high end versus the 71 0.7 million estimate and sees full year 23 sales at 255 million to 270 million versus a 310.58 million estimates. So I, lowering, I don't follow, lowering. I don't follow the stock at all. I trade every once in a while, but you're down here. I mean, the 14 may low yeah, yeah, is going to be challenged. It. So, you know, 15, I don't, you're kind of in the middle of nowhere. If you want to take a shot, I take it at 14. If it doesn't get down there, well, then I'll pass and move on to something else. Yeah, 1480 pre-market low kind of feels like got a little bit of a bounce. So I'd use that as a, as a minor support point. And then if you're looking for more upside on this, whoever scooped it up on the cheap or whoever's just puking their guts out, uh, a stack of offers here at uh, 1565. So Early projected range, 1480 to 1565. You know what is relevant today? Spinner pointing it out, and I've been looking at it all morning, too. We haven't talked about it. Yes, TLT is getting rocked. Yeah, I saw it. So, you know, know, we're we're right down near the June lows here. And it used to be like bonds and stocks would move opposite. But it's the bonds lead now, and they have been leading here for a while. TLT started rolling over in early August. If you're using that for a signal, you're making money because about a week and a half later, equities started to roll over here too. So until, and Spinner's right, until the TLT starts to turn around, it's hard to really build this this hardcore bull, bullish thesis here. I mean, and it, it is help. It should help the banks. But again, even the banks, you know, haven't, you know, I've always said there's an inverse relationship, but the banks are just trading with stocks overall which are now correlated with the TLT. So it's funny, you know, sometimes the TLT can actually be an indicator for opposite, you know, in your normalized markets, but we're not right now. TLT is leading the way. Just hope we have just a disastrous jobs number tomorrow. Disastrous. Why? Why? Because that That means the Fed plan is working. Yes. Yes. The Fed's plan to start to work. It's such a weird market. You know, you're cheering for like job loss or, or, or that's what I'm saying. Data over that shows weakness. I mean, it's such a weird market and we're not getting any of that. Normalized markets be like, oh, this is a good thing, but not in these markets because they want to know that the Powell plan is working. And, you know, we'll, we'll see. Well, obviously, it's the jobs number tomorrow. That used to be the big number. Before we got into these inflation problems, it used to be jobs. That was the most important number. Now it's obviously anything to do with inflation, CPI. But let's see what happens tomorrow. Yeah, yep. I think it would have to really shake up for it to make a change. But we'll see what happens there. Uh, let's keep going towards the next earnings stock. Let's get into, we got Hormel. Let's talk about Hormel here. Um, ho, ho. Hi, higher input Hor- cost? Hormel horrible. Hormel Foods here. I'm sorry about that. I didn't have the banner ready. So this ride's That's okay. Don't worry here. about it. There it is. All right. So EPS at 40 cents, missing the 41 cent estimate. Sales at 3.3 billion, uh, beating the 2.98 billion estimate. Uh, Hormel Foods lowering the full year 22 EPS guidance from $1.87 to $1.97 on the high end. Uh, they lowered that down. That was their expected 
they lowered it to $1.78 to $1.85 on the high end. Um, they also raised full year 22 sales guidance. Um, so that one was raised to $12.2 billion on the low end, $12.8 billion on the high end versus a $12.45 billion estimate. Uh, to all my haters out there, you'll like the fact that I took this long <laughs> into the report. So this is my big loser of the day. I'm not going to go broke on it because it's 0.001% or something of my trading portfolio. It's pretty small. And so it's probably bigger than that. But um, it, was a, bigger. Somebody, it was offered down 50 cents last night. Somebody's giving me a 50 cent lead on food stock. And I was like, man, eh, take a shot. Nope. No, don't take the shots. You're trying to make 50 cents to lose 250. That one didn't work out. So I, I will sell today. I have a small position. I've sold half of it. I, I think of all your like all your different trades and all your different strategies. I think the one that you probably <laughs> say that you get tagged on the most is when uh you get a lead on earnings. On earnings, yeah. 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 Almost knows. <laughs> it's those bloody insiders. I, I swear, I swear sometimes you see this set stock up bit up and then they beat. Like they, I think sometimes fight. I honestly think this that some of the companies are so ignorant to how the stock market works that they see it close at four o'clock and then they start telling some of their employees about the number because, oh, it's already closed. So the market's closed. So now they can't trade on. They don't realize there's an after hours. I swear I think that (laughs) because sometimes you see some stocks actually getting bid up after hours and then they just beat like crazy and the stock really goes. It's almost like the indicator. What are they doing after hours? I swear half of that's like somebody knows something. All right, let's right. keep it flowing here to Campbell Soup. Who's mm. getting the soup? Oh, I uh, just oh, Mitch. Before you move on, yeah. um, for you, uh, for you, uh, spam traders, look at this forty-seven. I mean, that if if I was short, I mean, look at that area. You had like a couple weeks of consolidation, one, two, three, a month of consolidation between forty-seven and forty-eight, and now you're coming back down to the lower end of consolidation. Didn't quite get there in the pre-market, so uh, that big level. Keep an eye on that. This is also way over the uh, you know average daily range for this thing. Usually doesn't uh, move much. So keep an eye on uh, forty-seven. I'd give that uh, re- excellent support based on the daily charts, and not one day, but like I said, almost a month worth of data. Looks like the Campbell's soup is not boiling today, so uh, no hot soup today. Campbell's soup Q4 mm. EPS coming in in line at 56 cents, sales at 2.0 billion, beating the 1.98 billion estimate. Soup uh, Campbell's soup sees full year 23 EPS at two dollars and 85 cents to two dollars and 95 cents versus the two dollars and 92 cent estimate. Expects sales growth of four is six percent. They say anything about input cost at all, or um, no? I, 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 was just I didn't curious. dive too deep into it. Okay, um, there, there's. Yeah, once I, I, saw I can't this report, give you just... like like in Hormel, something jumped out to me. There's nothing yeah. jumping out to me at 46. I would just say 45, 43. That's a buck 40 away with it already being down 353. Uh, I, I don't think you'll get there today. Tough. Monthly trend line rejection. That's what I can see on this chart, but. It's you a good stock. They one, typically Dennis? they don't move around that much usually, but they're getting hit here this morning. I mean, that's a big move for Campbell's soup. They're yeah. knocking that down to 46. I mean, it just gave up like you literally have been running for two months, just gave it up one day. That's impressive in itself. Is this kind of considered more value? I mean, yeah, 17, for sure. 100 percent forward yeah. outlook. 
But, hey, but are they attacking they, value? That's what I wanted to kind of take a look at. Do you feel like they're attacking value as also I, attacking? I feel growth? like they've been attacking everything. Yeah, that's I what I wanted like. to kind of point out because you, normally you get some kind of safety somewhere, right? And so it feels like it's been an attack everywhere. Yeah, I feel like they have been. I feel like they've been attacking everything here lately. So, and like I said, you know, if you're hiding out in utilities, I mean, it has worked very well. Again, in June, we got hit, but the July, August rally, another gift. So, you know, these are all gifts, man. Um, and and I, I don't know. I just keep thinking. Let's go like, to something positive. How about well, that? No, well, well, you know what's positive is the Tina <laughs> trade being dead. There's so many, yeah. you know, places. Like, I just tied money out. You get 4% in risk-free government, you know, and GICs in Ontario right now. You get 4% risk-free. I'm like that's pretty dang good. Yeah, that's. They want to go fight good. inequities, you know, <laughs> to try to pick up, you know, a long-term seven, or do you want to go in a sure four? I don't know, man. And the the Tina trade being dead is not good for stocks. All right, uh, new to next here. Uh, Q4 adjusted EPS at 17 cents, beating the 40 uh, 17 cent loss, beating the 40 cent loss estimate. Sales at 385.5 million, beating the 354.45 million estimate. They see Q1 23 revenue at 410 million to 415 million versus the 372.63 million outlook. And full year 23 revenue at 1.77 billion, the 1.78 versus the 1.55 billion estimate. Getting the lift there. Got a big lift. Popped a 2150, like uh, uh, filled that gap area and then some. But on the reset here, now that we're back down to 2010, I'm still going to respect the bottom of that gap area as resistance. So if you're looking for a target or you're looking for a lot more, let's get through 2066. And on that day, the day before it gapped down, uh, boy, three bucks, you had to close at 2142. So a lot of people are like, if this gets back to 2140, I'm scratching this trade. And uh, that's what you had uh, in the pre uh, after hours got to 2150. That'd be a nice target on the upside. All right. Next one up would be Okta. Am I saying it right? Or Okta. Octa, there you yeah. go. Let's go towards that. That's a Q3 adjusted EPS at a loss of 10 cents, uh, beating the loss of 30 cent estimate sales at 451.8 million, beating the 430.74 estimate. Holy I don't know about this one, so I'll throw it to you. Guys. I don't trade this one ever. <laughs> this is breaking down. Well, actually, yeah, it know, is. It is. It's taking out the lows. I mean, I'm looking just to the monthlies. I'm like, we're going back to 2018 pricing here. So this trouble. I mean, you're breaking out. You're, you know, you got the nosebleed valuation. What does this thing make money? Let's find out. What were the earnings this quarter? Uh, earnings were, yeah. I mean, EPS had a loss. There you go. Yeah. So they're not making money this quarter. <laughs> Trouble, trouble. I'll pull trouble, this trouble, one trouble. on. I'll, I'll go to uh, what I used for, I believe it was for HPQ yesterday. Uh, when you HPQ yesterday, it took out the monthly low, right? Was right at 30 bucks, right? Right here. Look where they rallied that thing to in the morning. I mean, they get you back to 30.22. So you're able to wiggle out there. Uh, conversely, if I was playing this for any kind of pop, trying to buy the dip, uh, 77 is now resistance. Uh, before it was support, now 77 is resistance. And for support, uh, I mean, you got someone just in a world of hurt right here and leaning on the offer. 
Dennis mentioned the next monthly low, 70.44. There you go. There's a possible potential maybe support point for this. All right, let's go to the next one, which is going to be Ali Bargain Outlet. I was interested to see what happened in Ali, and it looks like they got an EPS of 22 cents, missing the 33 cent estimate. Uh, sales at 452.5 million, missing the 457.45 million estimate. They see Q3 sales at 426 million to 434 million versus the 439. 0.03 million estimate sees full year 22 sales at 1.84 and 1.86 billion dollars falling off a cliff falling 66 to 52 hey what's your rsi on this puppy so just curious <laughs> like because well no i'm curious it's 18 actually. it's 18 and so what uh, happens when this 18 give us a little rsi talk here for a second i is got it, you is it an imminent bounce or it bounces i'm just curious um, well, this one's had extreme moments before where it's gone as low as four on the RSI. So I would I would be a little bit careful well, with this when the IS, RSI goes negative? Well, RSI can't go I, negative. I just, it's, bounded. <laughs> it's bounded. Um, yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, what I always talk about on RSI is extreme moments. That's what matters. And in the yeah. middle, you're a pig. Um, but uh, on extreme sides, what happens is it's just like sentiment. That's what yeah. RSI is. It's, sentiment, it's a good sentiment guys. indicator. It's just a sentiment indicator. And you're yeah. not, it's not necessarily yeah. used for entry. It's to tell you about the description of the stock. Also to show you extreme moments of overbought and oversold. That's what the indicator is there for. And it's, that's what it's for used for. Um, and so in this case, uh, I would say that you're looking at least a break of 16. You're almost to the point where it's definitely getting oversold. But you did make a run towards the 200 moving average. It's at 24.12. Um, and so that's kind of the area that I'd be watching here. Um, no, it's 52.51. I was, I was wondering what happened there. I read the RSI there. So 200 moving average at 52.51. Look to see if that holds as support. I think, um, yeah. I'd go 50, just ball. I knew you were going to say that. That's what I, I do. I just like 50, 55. It's a Kenny Glick model, man. Like, you got 50, you got 55, we'll give you 50. You got the 50, you get the 45. I mean, it, you make fun of Kenny for it, but he's right. We love Kenny Glick. Get Kenny back on. I know. I, he's on. been, uh, I, I'll, have to, I'll have to dig him up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, get Kenny back on. We love Kenny. But you know what? He keeps it simple. That's why he makes money. The guy's consistent because. He keeps it simple like that. He gets in these Momo stocks. He's like, God, they got the 15. Let's give they got the 17 and a half. This is where the next option strike is. I mean, that's where your next resistance point is. I guess the, the five is going to 10. I know. <laughs> I, I <laughs> says it, but you know what? It works, man. That's simple. I was like, stock goes 53. I'm like, well, 50. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, 47? Well, 45. Sophisticated technical analysis. The warlock. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sitting in the mid thirty nine thirty handle dip, little dip uh, bought there, just uh, hanging out. Dennis, don't ask you about imbalances much here, but uh, is that um, has that been moving things around at all? Or eight forty nine here? You seen anything out there? Opening imbalances, and I don't know. I think my internet's choppy here today. Thank you, Rogers. Ooh. You're awesome. Um, it's no, the imbalances are really doing nothing okay. here today. There's there's not a lot. There's a couple buys, a couple sells, but they're really small. So I just don't see a lot of you know big ones here at all today. 
Oh, that Rogers chart. Oh boy, uh, forty-three. I better hold there for you, Rogers. See ya, Rogers. <laughs> I'm All telling right. you, man, their service <laughs> is just piss poor. So don't worry, Comcast isn't any better. Dennis. There's uh, and, no and, good and, internet and, and anywhere. Since the outage, <laughs> like it has not worked nearly as well. So you know they had that huge outage, and there's a reason the stock keeps leaking. I think there's customers moving from Rogers big time. I've considered it myself as well. I've got my cell phones, Rogers. I got my cable TVs, Rogers. I got all my home internets, Rogers. There's only like three choices in Canada. It's not like the US where all these choices, I mean, because they're monopolies. You got Bell, Rogers, and Telus. It's pretty much what you got. And even if you go to one of these other carriers, well, it's serviced by Rogers or it's serviced by one of the other ones. You know, there's, there's you know, basically you can't get away from the big three. But I'm telling you, man. Rogers, you better step it up because the service has just, you know, not been nearly as good since this outage. Better fix your problems or you're going to continue to see the stock make new lows. I'm afraid to switch. Like, it, like I have what it works. It works <laughs> like 99.5% of the time. I know. And we complain about the 0.45. I know. I know. It's like you <laughs> We're pretty mean, actually. When you get 99% of your test in school, you did good. Rogers Hell is yeah. 99%. I'm pissed 90. off. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> the one. I want the one. Oh, you guys were the worst in the bright office. Like everyone be trading and like, we're down, we're down, we're down. And then we, you know, cause you could instantly see it in the quotes changing. And then I'd have to climb up the roof and get the snow off the dish or something yeah, like oh, that. Yeah, thunderstorm you know. comes in. Starlink, <laughs> man. I hope they bring it, but you know what? Rogers and Bell is such a monopoly going and tell us in Canada. They probably won't even let poor Elon Musk in. Canada will be the one like, nope, not allowed in. Did you, monopolistic, um, did you see uh, earlier in the week, there was a, a headline on Tuesday. It wasn't such a big headline, so I didn't really bring it up. But Royal Caribbean was teaming up with Starlink. Yeah, I saw that. I saw and that. So I thought that was pretty interesting to see uh, cruise lines potentially maybe in the long run getting some better internet out there. Because we all know how the internet is on a cruise. If you've ever been on a cruise, I'm, I'm gonna mean, tell you, you. you can just kick it out the water because it sucks. What? Musk is going to be serious competition for the telecommunications. He's a disruptor here. Yeah. And, and if you go and you look at AT&T and Verizon, there's a reason these stocks continue to leak. Look at Verizon, Joel. Mm-hmm. Just, and, 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 you know, and I'm going to pat myself on the back on this one. You know, you can sit there for your 4% dividend, now 5%, now 6% dividend. But capital mm-hmm. erosion happening here. AT&T, the same thing. Um, hated this stock for the last three, four years correctly hated Verizon, AT&T, both dogs. Um, I think all rallies to be sold in these things. Elon Musk coming for your pie. Uh, and the thing with the internet on the cruise is, I mean, it should be a lot better now with hardly anybody on the cruise. So, you know, not as many, <laughs> <laughs> with not as many, how are the, how are the cruise lines? We you know what we haven't talked about at all is like the reopening trade at all. You know, it's, it's, it's we already reopened and now we're closing down because people <laughs> now we're going broke. to recession, man. <laughs> I know recession. that's what's happened here. It Credit was, cards we, we had the reopening out. trade. It was fun. Now we're having the closing trade because we're going into a recession. Yeah. Okay. Well, so no, one, um, no one's Kramer. traveling anymore. Okay. Uh, I, I think to, they still are, but I don't think they're buying tickets for next year is the problem. They already spent the money to exactly. go. But now it's like, again, going through the whole thing. You raise rates. It's going to be a it glut doesn't happen. It doesn't slow the economy instantly. People don't look ahead. They don't look that far. They're like, ah, oh, I'm good here for a bet. And they're just, you know, coasting, coasting. 
and they start getting tighter for cash. Ah, don't buy that chip next year. Ah, don't buy those toys. Ah, well, maybe sell those toys. Ah, well, oh, don't buy that new car. Oh, maybe buy the used car. Oh, don't miss the car payment. You know, oh, it's how it's you know what concerns slow. me? That takes months and months and maybe a couple, maybe even a year to get to the missing the car longer. payments. Look, look at Six Flags. A firm's feeling it. I'll tell you, a firm's Six. feeling it. A firm? A firm's just, I mean, we know. Buy now, bankrupt later. I don't know if it's going bankrupt, but I know nobody's paying. <laughs> yeah, 23 yeah. bucks. That's that's from bliss to piss in a hurry there. $40. Nice round from 15 to 40 Yeah, we're back at 20 Oh, my gosh. It went to 40 Yeah, look. It's back that at 23 This is a quiet two, little 40% fall in like 10 Two for one sessions. stock split? Or, oh, man. It's since... impressive, Joel. It's most So impressive. mad. I can't believe I still got stopped out on the 39. That day that it went to 40 it stopped me out. I was short at 39 Ah, that's how it goes sometimes. <laughs> the day I'll after, go. I was one day early. Like Dennis, Dennis, one day early a lot of the times. And I'm I'm usually five days happen. early. I've started oh, to figure days. out the algorithm for myself. I'm five days early. So well, like the S and P after the CPI, I'm bearish. We're four twenty. We went to four thirty, and then they pulled the wreck out. So I'm, I think right. I'm five days early. Well, That's I wanted to thing. bring up a, a Kramer call. We don't bring these often, but I thought it was an interesting one. Kramer's call on CVS Health um, in uh, the lightning round last night. Uh, talking about CVS Health, he said, I just saw that they're going to authorize those new shots, and I think the stock is a bye-bye-bye. Nobody's kidding. Now, you know what? The shots just weren't good enough. It's everywhere. I'm not, a, you know, obviously, you know, I did the booster. I've done all the shots and stuff. Both my parents my are, got COVID right now. <laughs> They're both sick as hell. Oh, really? They both got the boosted. I, I think I'm, I'm, I've actually just said it before. I don't think that people are going to continue to get these shots every six months. There's going to be some people that do it, but the majority of people are just like, no, nah, I'm done. You know, we've had a bunch of shots. Everybody's getting COVID anyways. seems like the people who are boosted or not boosted are both the same and handling the thing. The people who are getting really sick from it are obviously people who have pre-existing conditions. But it seems like I know lots of people that aren't boosted. They get COVID and they seem to handle it just as well as the people who are boosted. So I don't know if it's helping. I, I, I'm full on believing it before and I don't even know if it's helping. But I'll just say the whole world was working on this problem. You think they could have did a better job. I honestly am disappointed that the boosters didn't work better than they than they did. So, sorry. Sorry to the haters, but I'm just not, you know, I was on the full like bandwagon of, yeah, we're going to beat this with science. It's everywhere. My neighbors got it. The COVID is just literally everywhere. And, you know, yeah. we just got lucky that it weakened itself to the point where it's not killing as many You just people. don't know what it would have been like if there I mean it's 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 impossible to make that cuz you don't know what it would have been like if there wouldn't have been vaccinations. You can say I, it I after can tell you fact. Joel because I have a whole bunch of friends that got covid and they aren't vaccinated and they aren't very sick. Like I don't see a big difference here between the vaccinated and the non-vaccinated with the, everybody who hasn't had covid. But we're at a point here I don't know it's I feel like everybody's had it. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I haven't officially had it, but, you know, it's bounced around so much and I've been sick. I don't know. So, you know, a year ago, if you would ask me that question, I've been like, yeah, you got to get boosted. We know. But I, I don't know from what I'm just seeing. And maybe it's selective perception on my part. I don't see anybody really getting that sick from it. So I don't know. You get the booster. Not you don't a, get the booster. I don't see as many people dying from it anymore. Not a CVS fan, I can see. Um, let's go towards the last uh, one real, here. I mean, it's holding the gap, you like right? It? 
so you have a level to lean on, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 97.72. Uh, hit 98 yesterday. I just don't know if I want to be long this thing when it falls into the gap. I will say, man, the shelves are empty at uh, this Walgreens by me. And you know, you can tell like when stores <laughs> are about to close. You know yeah. what I mean? It's kind of yeah, like inventory wow. not coming in. Yeah, you're like, and you're like, hey, you know, where where's the so and so? Oh, it's coming in tomorrow. And I'm like, uh, yeah, well, okay. And then you go in there the next day and it's still not there. But, uh, oh, boy, look at this on the low of the move. So CVX, CVS, as long as it doesn't fall into that gap area, you got uh, good support at 98. All right. Uh, we got about two minutes left. So I'll just go towards uh, the last one that I had here. Uh, he also gave out uh, five long-term natural gas plays. Uh, full disclosure, I'm not in any of these, but just want to take it a look at them. And he gave LNG, of course. I mean, I don't think that took too much seeing uh, th- that stock up how it's been in the last, I think, what, two or three months. It's up 38%. So oh, uh, not not the craziest call there. Um, and then he gave some of the kind of smaller names that are kind of, uh, you guys can keep an eye on them. Tell. Valerian. Yeah, yeah Tell I saw was the one. Yeah, Tell was one that he was mentioning. Uh, he was also mentioning SRE, Sampra Energy. That's a utilities yeah. play. Uh, that's interesting. At least a higher price name. I actually might take a look at this. He's if he's calling it more of a natural gas play. EE, um, I'm exa- exaggerate energy, accelerate. E-E? E-E? Yeah, yeah. EE. Never heard about this one. This is a utility independent power producer. Um, wasn't this today that like oil and natural gas were supposed to like oil the 120 and natural because they were shutting down the pipeline? Wasn't that wasn't this? Today? No, that was yesterday. Yesterday. Oh, was we, yesterday. We did get a pop. We got a pop on a UNG. Roll, I'm still in it. I'm still in it. Um, I'm still long from 30, 31s. Was able to add to my position yesterday at 31. Take some profit. UNG. Oh, oh, you're talking the ETF, yeah. Yeah, I'm still full disclosure. Still got the swing on there. I've uh, been getting still in and out over of that 30. One. Yeah, 31 is where I've been in uh, plenty of times, and I feel like that there's a level there, and you can see it on the intraday charts, like the 15, 30. Yeah, parallels the, at 30, 50. VWAP just gets hit. There's just someone adding there, adding there, adding there, adding there. Every time it comes back, big orders get filled there. So. That's seasonality on your side awesome. here, Mitch, too. I mean, we're getting colder seasons, so seasonality going on your side here as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll hold to my level. I, I said it yesterday, 30, uh, 30 90s. Uh, yesterday, we got as low as 30, 97 and around like 1 p.m. and then just started recovering. So we'll see what happens today. Like always, you never know. The only thing I can do is set myself up in these kind of trades. Boyle is kind of a similar setup if you just wanted to look at Boyle. Um, for Boyle, I would say around the 100 level is the level where I can see it getting reloaded and we'll see if it can get back above 105 today. Uh, oil? Boil. Boil. Oh, yeah, boil. Another I'm, natural... like, be, I'm like, whoa, I'm getting on here. <laughs> I mean, you. I'm just looking at this crude chart here and I mean, two huge, I mean, this is the third dot. I mean, if you're, if you're up, you know, if you're long this, I mean, you got a good level. To, wow. Is that down at 85? Exxon gave me a good, good level 85. yesterday. Holy mackerel. You're still two and a half bucks away from uh, from major support here. Uh, S&Ps are leaking. We tried to talk the market up. We tried. Man, tried. Too much. It had to be raw, raw. 
Yeah, we tried. We tried the CMB I stuff. I felt like and, it was going to go positive. It looks like I'm a day early here again. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, uh, you know, the, the pre-market low of 39.21, I, I wish I could give you something there, but I don't. Uh, your next true daily low is uh, eight handles below that at 39.13. So that's what I'd be looking at. And on the upside, I mean, we did get a little bit over uh, mid-range, but uh, that didn't last very long. So uh, that's it. Triple D, any any closing comments from you? Uh, tough day. You know, like we, we were looking like value wanted to buy a little bit from the banks, you know, which TLT this week, you think the banks would show a little bit of life, but they started rolling nope. over here too. I mean, sell the rip is just prevalent here, so... It's hard to break the sell the rip mentality, and that's what we are. That buy the dip mentality, a little bit more broken. Sell the rip mentality is fully in there. So, do you I feel you like the bulls are finally letting rips. go? Do you guys feel like the bulls are finally letting go? No, they they let go on Friday when they uh, let go, they, but they'll be back. Yeah. They'll be, be back. back. All right, everyone, have They're a good day. Back. We'll be back. All later. right, go check out Pre Market Prep Plus, and I'll get Dennis and Joel on out of here. We'll wrap on up like always. You guys can catch Joel going through some tickers on Pre Market Prep Plus. Now I'll take you guys over to live trading as I look to go ahead and start my little portfolio challenge. If you guys don't know, I'm doing a little bit of a CMT Association uh, portfolio challenge. Got $100,000 of paper money to put to work. Let's see if these paper hands can do something today. I'm going to be seeing what happens in the market. Of course, you guys can come over to live trading. Ryan Zunaid, they'll go ahead and try to push into seeing what trades they got. Of course, I'll be looking at more of my portfolio today, trying to balance out. But I'll let you guys in on watching my competition as I go ahead and try to take on the CMT Association. We'll see what happens. Let's go into it. Come on over, guys, to live trading. We've been doing pretty good. Had a good trade yesterday. Was able to bounce back there with UNG. We'll see what happens today. Let's keep it going right here on Benzinga. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. <laughs> 